Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So, it's come to this. <laughs> yeah, what is this? This is a this is a new one. This is so new. <laughs> this is a movie. Uh yeah, we, I'm Eric. Uh, I'm Charlie. We, we are a movie podcast. Uh and man, sometimes it takes a little bit for me to get you like out of the house to see a movie, <laughs> right? You got a full-time job, your baby is like a being a baby. Mhm. So it's like takes a special kind of movie to get you out of the house, right? You were so hyped. <laughs> For Bo is Afraid. One of the few times where I was probably like, hey, we got to go see this You, <laughs> This is the most aggressive I've seen you ask to go see a movie in like two years. It's Bo true. is Afraid is the most. You, you texted me. I, I did. <laughs> you were like, what are you doing Thursday night? New Ari Aster, Bo is Afraid. Yeah. You were just like, boom, firing off like one sentence. Like You're like writing haiku accidentally. Doing like doing this. Yeah. This is crazy. I stand by it. I don't think for two years you've done a single thing where you're like, hey, this night, doing like, <laughs> let alone you're like, hey, it's three hours long. <laughs> it starts at like nine o'clock. Let's do it on a Thursday. Yep. It starts at my current bedtime. Let's go. <laughs> it was a very surprising request. And well, what an experience, huh? It, uh, it felt like uh, it was a must see on the big screen. A movie. What you what you heard about this movie? Has this been hyped for months and months? Uh, I just I kept seeing the trailer or you know things about it on like Instagram and stuff. I didn't know anything about it. What does the trailer make it look like? Because this was a pretty weird. full showing for like a weeknight <laughs> at at like eight or nine p.m. The trailer makes it look weird. This, uh, this is a room full of people watching a, a three-hour movie. Yeah. It's not a superhero movie. Well, it's, you know, after Midsummer, it was like, this Ari Aster guy seems to be like a, a filmmaker we should uh, be paying attention to. Sure. And I think That's a lot like of people four years that ago. Way. Well, that's that one of our too. first episodes. So Any, this is the first Ari Aster. someone who's like in, you know, in my, you know, uh, my sights, a, a director like this, where it's like, all right, now I got to pay attention. That's true. And Every- then he doesn't do anything for four years. And then the, when he does, it's like, the one thing I heard was like, this is his passion project. This is I his, love it. His everything. He's that's, putting it all in this movie. That's my new favorite thing. And he did do that. I love so much just a failed passion project. Like <laughs> I respect it because I mean I'm writing like a colossal failure of like <laughs> like a, a Unabomber's book you're for wrestling. Your, yeah, yeah. You're so it's like yours. the idea of this like huge failure project is just a beautiful thing to me. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna do an episode eventually alone for Motherless Brooklyn. Because I never want anybody else to like see Motherless Brooklyn, but sitting through that at the Rialto, having the worst time of my life. Mm. It's like Edward Norton wanted to do this so bad, so bad. This was his vision, right? So to know Ari Aster is like, this is my thing. This is my thing. It's going to cost thirty million to make. I think it's made about ten at the at the U.S. box office. Honestly. As much as I enjoyed this movie and love the experience and total, like, nothing like it feel, right? Yeah. It's kind of a miracle that it's made even $10 million. This feels 
like one of the more anti-audience movies ever. It's uh yeah, I I'm curious what other people in the theater thought because we were I think we were the only ones laughing at it. This was we one of the, the more ones... silent viewings <laughs> yeah. I have ever taken part of. This well, was such a quiet viewing for what had to be at least 30 or 40 people yeah. in that room. And there was about 3 of us laughing. This I is a was, funny movie. This was but people are really people weird are weirdly movie. treating it online and in our theater as cold scary drama. Well, because it is a constant three-hour assault. It is, yeah. But it's not a horror movie. I don't, re- I don't re- really think of any of the anything that I saw there as being a horror movie. Is that what it's been? Is it billed as well, a horror movie? As Ari Aster, sure. You know, I think that's what a lot of people go into it thinking. Oh, it's going to be a really heady horror movie. Is it the? And I've been hearing it be called, you know, a horror comedy or whatever. But this is that black humor, absurdist, you know, dark comedy humor. That uh, I think a lot of movies that fail as horror movies claim to be, but this thing is a total. This is head closer trip. to like Todd Solon's kind of stuff of I, like a this, Jewish this, guy just getting tortured. This felt like Jodorowsky. Sure, like this yeah, to me I mean, was like this is an art movie. This is a the narrative is not what you're here for. It's basically a movie about a guy whose mother has died and he has to get to the funeral. But it's really not like that at all. It's like if Fellini was going to make a movie about that. It's this constant fake assault that's happening through this yeah. whole movie. It's three hours of impossible scenes. But this guy is just getting tortured. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is Joaquin just getting... Joaquin Phoenix as Bo. ...having a never-ending bad day where it's every... It's a bad day. It's just this ridiculous, absurd comedy where everything bad... There's like a rain cloud over him. It gets mm-hmm. so unbelievable that... He's in a tub and there's just a man <laughs> pressed into the ceiling, like sweating bullets over him. Every single scene of this movie is him just stepping on a new rake. Mm-hmm. Just a new, impossible, improbable rake. Whether it be his apartment getting filled with like 60 homeless people or his mother uh, dying and him having to have a long call with the UPS driver about it. <laughs> which that truly felt like. We were loudly laughing in stark silence. One that of, is a, one of the funniest scenes I have seen in a movie this year. One of year. the funniest deliveries of a single line. Uh, yeah, in the Bill last Hader. decade. Bill Hader is a god. It's this phone call where Aria, uh, where uh, Bo is trying to call his mom, trying to figure out how to visit her. And yeah, uh, I didn't even know it was Bill Hader over the phone until I saw <laughs> him knew, later. Oh, I, but, I, knew, I did not know during the initial long call. Yeah. But I knew during the comeback call, I immediately knew it was him. So he's on the phone, and it plays out like this uh, Monty Python kind of sketch. A lot of it was just so absurd. And it's like, can you describe your mother? Can you describe the form of your mother? Because <laughs> well, I'm looking at a woman with no head. Yeah. And, and he's having this three-minute call with a stranger who his, found his dead his, mom. Found his headless dead mother. Where uh, and, and it's like, well... Where's her head? I don't know, but there's a chandelier where it should be. It's like, you lead with the chandelier. <laughs> it's just this long, comical story, and everybody is just getting dark and sad in the room, where it's clearly building to some kind of punchline, but it's also this really dread, anxiety-filled punchline. Yeah. Like, the punchlines aren't always fun, but he has a three-minute phone call with this guy who doesn't want to be the one to tell him that he found his dead mom. Bill Hader's a UPS guy who literally picked up a dead woman's cell phone. 
when it the rang, whole time he's on the phone going, I shouldn't have picked up this. Phone. Yeah, I why did I do this? this? I shouldn't have done this. And okay, maybe this isn't your mom. Maybe maybe you dialed the wrong number, and he's trying to make Bo yeah. feel better. Just hang up. It's probably not her. It's, and then just call your mom's number. This is one of the funniest punchlines. I mean, Mel Brooks could not write yeah. a punchline this funny in the timing that Bill Hader sticks. <laughs> I had no idea what was going to happen when Bo called back on that phone. But when Bill Hader picked up before the first <laughs> ring had finished and said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that whole, yeah, maybe it's not your mom. Call back. Maybe you'll call back. And... He spent a minute of that conversation just going like, no, 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 so no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. He was he was like a big brother when you when you like when your little brother's like about to really burst out crying and you know your mom's gonna hear yeah and so you start going into panic mode to like get him to stop but he's, he's like also, no 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 yeah. we're good we're good he's also doing a bit of that like Tim Robinson like I didn't do shit I didn't do this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't rig shit <laughs> he was and then he's like all right you call back maybe it'll be okay it'll... the first I'm ring so pickup is such bad I'm so sorry. I wonder how many times they worked out how to time that because the rhythm that he hit with that, that's the it's funniest so joke. It's gold. I have no idea how people were not yeah, rolling well, out of their seats. Well, and the whole seats. movie before that, I mean, this movie is like, looks like, a, especially in the beginning, it's chaos. He's living in what I assume, you know, Republicans are think just San fight, Francisco yeah. looks like. It's, this is what, like, it, uh, It's like Portland a comic book like. scene of just, like, a thousand people on the street all yelling and running Everybody's around. Everybody's fighting and, and screaming or on fire or dying. Chasing, and Bo has to run full speed into his apartment to get away from people. <laughs> He's like just, a, he, has to, he has to outrun a skinhead like, every night just like to that, get home. That that. Scene that I always laugh every time I watch Jurassic Park and the kids are in the kitchen and she's just got her arms outstretched, just screaming and running. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Bo's doing. Yeah. Just to get away from his crackhead neighbors. And then the guy, the neighbor is leaving notes complaining about the noise, but Bo's not making any noise. Yeah. And the get and the notes get worse and worse. And it's just this total like but I'm not. I'm not doing anything. He's this guy <laughs> who every single human in existence is targeting, and he doesn't know how to react to any of it. Doesn't so Joaquin Phoenix just being problem. scared and confused and cold for like three hours, <laughs> just have no idea. Where he's just kind of like just the whole time. It's just him going like, "Hey, I don't really know. Uh, what's I, I don't know. No." Mm-hmm. While people are just coming at him, people just come straight at this guy for three hours yeah nathan lane goes hard <laughs> on this guy yeah it's uh a girl drinks paint the girl just drinks to paint. own this guy he you know he's he gets every kind of comedy bit about uh taking pills without water and choking on the pills <laughs> he and... runs he does like a three minute physical comedy bit with him like with a pill like stuck in his throat like hardy kind of feeling stuff That's totally points right just Very reaching for a bottle of water and having stuff like no no milk for your chocolate cake commercial and like, then yeah after all of that yeah to get that just that perfect i'm so sorry i'm so sorry some of these so jokes had such solid so landings funny. that i kind of loved the uh the stupidity of it it feels like this guy made like a real cartoon movie it feels it's like a, a chaotic like r crumb kind of Yes, monstrosity. But like, I mean, yeah, it felt like looking at a comic book panel, especially those seats, the the street scenes. Panning the beautiful panning shots on these street scenes that were all in these, you know, sets. 
Yeah, it was all built up. So it had this cool fake kind of weird look to it. Like it was it on a set. Like a, yeah, the whole movie looks like a theater set and uh, part of it on purpose. But yeah, the lighting is changing and there's these colored spots and the whole mood is just so... It, it, there's a lot of tension and kind of like dread happening in that. And, but it's not horror at, at any no. time. And Bo, like you said, after he gets the phone call, he tries to take a bath. There's a guy for some reason hiding out <laughs> above him in the bath. above his bath. It's who's so just good. as scared as he is for some reason. Why is that guy scared? <laughs> That's great. And that guy, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say like, hey, can you move? Because I'm about to fall on top of you. Everybody's reaction to Bo is always super irrational. <laughs> and it's the scariest, most unnerving reaction. He's just... He's just being confronted by what he thinks are crazy people. Every scene of this movie. Yeah. This guy can't cope. And it's oh, three man. hours of a man incapable of coping. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And he gets into weirder. And it's, and then it's just, yeah, it turns into this kind of like four or five act play of him just getting into weirder and weirder scenarios. And not knowing how to get out. And not knowing how to... It talk is, to people it, in any normal way. He can't way. communicate anything <laughs> to anyone. Every he's, he's convers- got a lot of anxiety. He's got a lot of repressed problems, mommy issues, obviously. But he's also just barely functioning as like a as a as man. An adult. Yeah, yeah, he cannot communicate any piece of information to any man, and so every conversation, every phone call, is this unendurable man who you're just like just say this one thing to them if you say this one thing it'll help this situation but he's too like frozen yeah to do this exactly i regret taking my mother to this movie (laughs) i did not realize that strong mom issues played into Mm -hmm. two of these three hours again ari aster you should have (laughs) known this was a bad this was a boner by me that was a my bad (laughs) I had the opposite reaction. My mom and I loved it. You know, I love your mom. <laughs> I love my what mom. What an auteur. This, was, this was a movie the whole time you're watching it, just going like, God, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad my mom is no, I who get, she is. I get this mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get this mom in this movie, man. We got a couple of all-timer movie moms here. This is a movie about mom stuff. Yeah. This is a big movie about mom stuff. And Zoe Lister-Jones, who I love, and a woman... Who I wouldn't have guessed we'd be praising this much on So It's Come to This. How about Miss Patty Lapone? <laughs> right? Are you a total Patty Lapone head now after this? I, I am. Yeah, absolutely. Now I am. I've heard stories about her and, and known that she's like a Broadway singer and a three time Tony Award winning. Yeah, she's pretty good. Patty Lapone. But to see her show up as a Ari Aster mother from hell, she is. An ice queen, mm. and she, and she showed up. It's like I knew immediately. Just like okay, we're getting some Lapone. Didn't know where the movie was building to Patty Lapone. You know, we talk about her a lot on our Life Goes On podcast, but I didn't know she'd ever <laughs> cross back over. Check it out, guys. I didn't know she'd cross back over. She walks into this room at the end of this movie, and immediately I'm just like, I need to see more Patty Lapone. Mm-hmm. This woman carries a room. Things get quiet for the first time when she comes around. These mother performances are some. Yeah, if the, we're not getting the cur- other, who's the other actress you said? Zoe, Zoe Lister Jones. Yeah, she's the young Mona in all the flashbacks yes. with a really good young uh, Bo, whoever that guy is. <laughs> Unless is that, that kid, was just right. A, I also was like that could just be AI like men. Like they could <laughs> have just some done weird, something there. 
like the movie Men, right? There's yeah. some AI looking weirdness to this movie. It there's looks a... like on a set. There looks like kind of face meshing. Yeah, the 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 flashback scenes of Bo as a kid, especially on the cruise ship, that was some of my favorite stuff. But it looked like a painting. It looked yeah. like this very strange uh, kind of Edward Hopper meets Norman Rockwell. Very. Of yeah, the Americana. framing and the blocking and all this and him as a teenager meeting his his future love, Parker Posey. Mm-hmm. Parker Posey's still in it. The best. <sighs> Parker Posey is all in this movie. <laughs> she is so perfect. Didn't see that one. God, she is great. Yeah, what a twist. But yeah, the stuff with him as a teenager watching his trauma develop. I'm glad I I have a different relationship with my mother than Zoe Lister-Jones. Yeah. What a mom character. (laughs) What a weird... She's like a powerful corporate woman. She runs an empire. Exactly. You find out she basically built this empire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Bo is kind of like... She afforded Bo this lifestyle. Yeah, but Bo's like the black sheep of the family. He's just... Never block, you know, the uh, what's it called? Failure to launch. He's got that kind of <laughs> sure. extreme version of failure to launch. And sh- he is under her wing. This is a mama's boy. Yeah. And she is like domineering. I loved her performance. I loved young Mona. And mm-hmm. to see the trauma, like just the awful phone calls <laughs> with the, these women. Oh my gosh. Well, this we guy. learned. Yeah. We learned not only, yeah, is the mother domineering and controlling but she's also let Bo know multiple occasions that you know her husband his father died at the exact moment that they conceived (laughs) Bo and this is like a frequent part of their lore and this is kind of yeah like this is always (laughs) like now this is the time where I tell you about how your father died when he ejaculated into me and uh, by the way Bo you are going to die if you ever do that to anyone yeah that's a bit of a thing to put on a kid. You know, I think we've all had that talk with our folks about how ejaculating Don't can do kill that or you. you'll die. Yeah. yeah. While we're lying in Standard bed with stuff. them in a in a cruise suite. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we've all been there. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty lucky that I didn't have those issues put on me. And Bo is just he's more than afraid, man. He is just <laughs> He's all messed up. This poor kid. From the age of thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. When he Ugh. And who, and, who wouldn't uh, fall in love with with Parker Posey, right? It does make sense though that he's like this kind of fat, balding, just disheveled guy. Like he is just, you could see a guy who just does not take any care for himself. <laughs> he's so sad. Yeah, it's a this sad is a character. sad dude. Sad this dude. was a funny, funny movie about a sad, sad guy, and most of the room couldn't get past the sad guy because some of this yeah. sadness was real. Mm-hmm. As absurd as this was, this was getting into real deep emotional and anxiety issues. No matter how absurd a lot of these scenes seemed, some of them were actually scary. Not horror movie scary, but man. But when Bo he likes afraid. When he smoked like angel dust yeah. in the back seat of a van with two high school girls. Oh my God. That's one of the <laughs> scariest the scenes in a movie. movie. Yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of like t- nothing scarier than a teenage girl. I'm petrified. In movies I am right petrified now. of teenagers. <laughs> it would take nothing for a teenager to just own me in public. Of course. We are on a They'll do it for a We are on an un- the same like we have an unwritten agreement with birds to be just like just don't fly like near my face and right. then we're all cool, right? Look, I'm not going to yell at you about skateboarding across the street. You're yeah, not gonna, I don't care. Yeah, we're in different groups. Me. We don't need to even like acknowledge you. But at any moment, they could just pull that agreement and just dunk on me. Yep. I'm just 
dreading that day. That Every is, time I go to yeah. the movies is Bo just leaving his apartment and forgetting to lock the door. I really, yeah, that, that whole s- second sequence after Bo uh, is in this crazy chaotic street scene, you know, <laughs> That's where, where he lives, amazing. he gets hit by a van. And then the people who he hit gets him, a cop pointing a gun at him from like oh, three God, feet away. Don't make me do this, dear God! Don't make me do this. <laughs> He's naked, holding his hands up. There's a man in my bathtub. Don't make me do it, God! It's I, just a constant was, bit. I almost was like, was that Ari Aster as the cop? Because if I think if I was the director of this movie, I'd be like, I'm gonna be the cop. I'm gonna do the cop bit. I know what I need to do. Yeah, I don't think it was, but. Oh, was, that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Then Amy Ryan hits him with her van. And then she and Nathan Lane kidnap him in their seemingly idyllic suburban home. To, like, rehab him. And, yeah, they're helping him heal. But he's also got, like, you know, a tracker attached to his ankle. And something's going on. And their daughter is all messed up and on drugs. His daughter hates and him. Everybody I hates we were gonna on a real Yeah, I thought we were going to get into a real, like, uh, you know, they're... They torture people or something. Sure. And we never get there. We never get to anywhere that you, you think you're going to get yeah, to in this movie. This, exactly. this doesn't have any kind of inspired by anything feel to it. It's not always good. Yeah. Not everything works about it, but it doesn't feel like he's aping anything else. It feels like he's That's really true. just like, oh, I'm getting the chance to do my three-hour movie. I'm putting whatever. Like, I'm doing this. We're covering all of Broadway tonight. But how about <laughs> Mr. Nathan Lane? I I'm a big fan. I'm a <laughs> How big much fan do you love Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane in this? He's been him and Amy Ryan to Nathan Lane's been killing it, huh? Yeah. Always. Yeah. But him and Amy Ryan together, what a powerhouse couple. He's hilarious. Uh they're they're very funny together. The the overly nice, you know, surgeon who helps him. And then every time they're about to because he's desperate to get home for this funeral. That's his big he thing. He needs to make his mother's he's funeral. He's been told she can't be buried until he is there for the funeral. That's a thing that's been told to him. So he's got to get there. His body has been waiting on but ice. He is injured and can't leave this house. And they're they're like, all right, we'll go take you to this funeral, but not. We can't do it today. Maybe we'll t- do it tomorrow. And then when tomorrow shows up, Nathan Lane has this exaggerated phone call because he's a surgeon going, "What? What happened? Where?" Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, "You'll never believe it." So it's, you know, it's just like this very classic, very funny. These, like, yeah, these broad, bit. like, but also a little sinister. Like, you're there's like, always a sinister because he's in a weird house and he doesn't seem to be wanted there, but he also seems to be uh, kept there. Yeah. Whenever you're kept somewhere, that's an automatic. Yeah. They keep coming vibe. up with excuses not to take him somewhere. Yes. And then uh, there's like a weird military vet with PTSD who lives there and. Yeah, it's all just yeah. That he the property Ari seems Aster almost really maze-like. Like, I'm going to talk about though... every kind of trauma. I'm going to talk about every kind of mental, family trauma, military, PTSD. Well, the, one of the great gags in the movie is they have a dead military son, and she's like quietly doing a puzzle of like one of his photos. Yeah, uh, he's just a big 500 piece of her dead son, Amy Ryan, and yeah, Nathan Lane's son. With his room kept perfectly, but then yeah, by the time you see her doing a puzzle of the sun, <laughs> yeah, come on, that's got that's where you want to like go around the theater, like guys, that's come on, come on, this is that's, that's these a, are jokes, it's a joke, they're doing <laughs> jokes, these are all bits, right? But Good it laugh. is at the same time, like you know, I didn't get a lot of laughs when when I saw Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems is a movie that's constant anxiety. Not to an abs- to a more realistic level than the absurdities like here, right? Right, but, but that's that same all anxiety, anxiety, though. That same 
same constant like no 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 he's gonna do it yeah. he's doing he's bet oh my like that same level of but there were jokes there were funny things like it's you know it's sandler yeah <laughs> you know he's <laughs> it's a sandman it's sandman <laughs> like there's gonna be jokes right, right. and uh it was a pretty packed theater then too and people get hung up in these these anxiety-ridden movies, I think, really glue people. Mm-hmm. You do not. We didn't used to get these uh, these art house filmmakers pumping their traumas into major theaters, right? This stuff stayed at Summerfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> the Ari Asters of the world were now they're getting all of their. He's getting his two and a half hour Swedish cult movie. He's getting his three hours of like Jewish mother trauma mm-hmm. movie. Oh my god! Like, what is next? I know. He is, is he gonna, I want to see a lean and he, mean like 90 minute movie. He's going to do like a though. drama, like a real time drama based on the documentary Shoah. <laughs> Something just like, like that, we're right? doing it twice as long. He's remaking Schindler's List. Yeah. I mean, is this or is this the case of like where Todd Solon's made Welcome to the Dollhouse and he kept making great movies, but each of them made less and less than the previous right. movie and got, it was harder and harder to get distribution for like... Is this movie going to tank him, or is it only going to be like, this guy did it. He got to do it. We could, we should give him money to do something else weird. Well, I think what I what I basically heard was A24 was like, all right, well, your last two movies were our biggest money makers, so we'll give you the we'll money to make your passion project. And he probably won't get $30 million for the next one. 35 Damn. This was 35 Probably won't get that far. But. but how much do you love a guy that just does it? That gets yeah. all the money... And just does all this weird indulgence and just does it. But the whole time, too, like, the thing with this movie is, like, it is so cinematic. This is a story and an experience that you can only experience in this medium. Like, he has the music going. He has these dream sequences. And he has the whole thing. Basically, the way I see it is that this movie becomes more and more of a dream. Yeah, like the one thing it has that a happens, fairy tale element by yeah, a certain point. The one thing that keeps happening in this movie is that Bo falls asleep a lot for like <laughs> yeah, long periods got hit of time. With a van, man, this guy's <laughs> a bad concussion. But even before that, it's like he falls asleep uh, with the neighbor blasting the music. Then he falls asleep with all the homeless people in his apartment. Well, and every time he does, it gets a little weirder. It gets a little weirder every time, and then by the end of it, it's a total just. Well, the key to this movie is every single scene that happens, like. Picture one of your like stressful days where you're like just kind of losing minutes mm-hmm. to pointless things. That's Bo's constant life. Like this movie just milks tension out of the smallest everyday life annoyances. Like this red light feels like it's gone on oh, yeah. a little bit longer. Just those kind of moments, right? Where you're just like, ah, now I forgot to go back upstairs for something. You're just trying to leave the house. And it's like he is constantly just trying to get to this next thing. And everything, mm-hmm. every small thing is just falling in his way the whole day it's just like you're trying to get to Quite work one day right. yeah and every little tiny annoying thing you're missing every light you're like waiting you get behind the daughter of the people you're staying with kills herself by drinking paint yeah while you're in the room with her and when you you're get just stuck in a room with a girl and she swallows a whole can of paint before <laughs> just like getting distended and dying and that color of blue man i'm never gonna forget that blue paint coming out of her mouth what a that gross was shot. insane! That looked that so sequence was hard, awful. Yeah, man, and awesome. How and him real- jumping through the plate glass window? <laughs> God, there's so much Joaquin Phoenix just like running in pajamas in this movie. This guy just- gets messed up and cut up and beaten up and broken through this thing. But 
I am just going to assume they had that girl drink paint. So I have no idea how else that scene worked. This girl looked like she chugged some thick paint. Mm -hmm. That looked like that bare, ultra-thick siding paint, man. She was chugging that paint. I mean, best case scenario is like she was choking on like a really thick, like, blue fudge or something but even then that's not an easy day the the consistency of that was too paint like yeah i don't know what but almost like too too paint like like it was like that's not it paint's not it's this weird like the whole room is this weird like the color of bubblegum cigars yeah it's like that bubblegum pink and that weird bubblegum blue you get a girl or a boy i know (laughs) that's how you know that right and that paint matched that and seeing it just there's that delay where I'm just like, what would happen if you drink paint? As she's just downing the most paint I would have ever seen. She's like, what would happen? And then you just see what would happen. Yeah. And I'm just like, I have no other. They had to have gotten that girl to drink paint. That's I get it. it. She looks like she died of drinking paint. It really, yeah. That that whole sequence was like, oh my God, are we, she's not really going to drink that paint. Is she? <laughs> Something I was so hor- But it's like the whole time you're like, Bo, do something. Stop her. Take control of the situation. You would think at some point it would be appropriate in the theater for if somebody were inclined to yell, do something. Because <laughs> he doesn't react. Yeah. He can't react. He's frozen just to experience all these things. And it is maddening. It is. It is maddening. This movie is designed to be maddening. It's designed to be abrasive. Mm-hmm. So I said it is just anti-audience kind of movie. But at the same time, kind of needs to be seen with an audience. Hmm. the theater experience not just for the big screen seeing it with a room full of like quietly uncomfortable people genuinely did add to this movie if we had just watched a three-hour movie at home like on a wednesday absolutely well that's why i knew i knew going in this movie is so weird like we have to go out to see it because i don't want to just sit on my couch and watch this movie and I could not I think have I'm got, justified in thinking. I could not have gotten into this movie watching it at home. Exactly. To, this, to the level I got into it with a room full of confused people. You and I laughing so hard at that Bill Hader joke. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's I mean that's that's now. that's why you go to the movies right mm-hmm. there, right? That's right up there with cinema classics like The Rocks scene in in old. <laughs> you know, classic movie gay. But yeah. that is such a perfect scene. So funny. a three-minute chaotic phone call to build to one perfect three-word punchline. That's that's brilliance. That's what you want to be in the theater for, right? Mm-hmm. By the time he's out there on some kind of Homer's Odyssey thing, going with a forest theater troupe. Oh, man. I was starting to, starting to drift in and out during that forest theater troupe. And then by the penis monster, I was like, I'm not sure what we're doing. Maybe three hours was a mistake. That might be where the movie loses me at the end there. But the forest scene and the extended fantasy sequence of him imagining this pretend life and uh, watching this play, that was my favorite Once you Once it drifts into that, once you're lo- getting lost in that dreamlike state, yeah. once it, this whole movie has felt like an absurdist reality and... There's always that kind of sinister thing. Because at this point, you're expecting everything to be sinister. Mm-hmm. This movie shows yeah. that nothing can be trusted, right? Exactly. So there's this dreamlike quality out in this forest troop with all these handmade sets. Just the movie starts looking like this incredible piece of craftsmanship, right? And craft work. 
And there's yeah. just this unique lurking in the shadows at the edge of this forest, right? It's such a vision. It's such a such a detour from this abrasive two hours we'd been through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've been spending all this time in this modern world, and then you get kind of taken into this little fairyland, and uh, where it's played very to... sincerely. Yeah, and it feels like uh, they're. I was getting a very like Tempest vibe, like yeah, um, totally. You know, out at uh, you know, lost at sea on this magical island kind of a thing, and everyone's in cosplay, and everyone's in this kind of art artist commune collective. Yeah, this and, roving uh, band of a uh, traveling yeah. horde of gypsy actors. They s- they start watching a play, and the sets of the trees turning and everything is magical. And then suddenly, Bo imagines himself in the play. And then there's this, <laughs> what is it like? Twenty minutes? We just drift, baby. 20, like maybe 15, 20 minutes, there's this voiceover narration of someone describing Bo, his life, saying, you will do this, you will do that, you will have, you will meet this woman, you will start a farm, you will have three sons, there will be a great storm, you will lose your family, you will, and man, that whole We're sequence was in, huh? just like, you, for, uh, you forget it, you're in a room with all these strangers at that point, yeah. because you're just sucked into this other world. And when he snaps out of it and he's standing in the audience, I was like, I can relate to that feeling of just like losing <laughs> yourself in the theater because yeah. that's what I just did. You know, it's like once you get hypnotized, cool. man, when I saw like first reformed mm. and you just realize you're just drifting here with Ethan Hawke and just like, oh, right. Shit. I mean, that's that's some of the best theater stuff. When I was so scared and like get out. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I was sitting next to you in the theater. I'm just like, I could not look you away, just, you, right? Yeah. You, you're really hypnotized by this In those thing. moments, you enter the movie. Yeah. You and know, this... you're, you're on the farm and nope with them or, or whatnot. But in this, yeah, you're taking that journey with Joaquin Phoenix. And it's all this animated kind of, again, looks like oil paintings. And it looks like theater sets. And everyone's got these weird masks on, which are a little scary, but also like <laughs> pretty scary. Standard, like, Greek chorus kind sure. of masks. Standard movie masks, uh, yeah. Pretty standard stuff, actually. Yeah, we uh, go through this whole was, surreal, drifting life story of Bo before then grounding us back in with his mother mm-hmm. and getting the great Patti Lapone, show legend Patti Lapone, to just describe her, like, evil life scheme to, like, to further dunk on Bo. <laughs> she really, yeah, she lays it out like the supervillain telling Superman what she is, uh, what the grand plan is. Here. She felt like the scariest woman <laughs> I'd seen. I was so intimidated by Patty Lapone yeah. in this scene. What a dynamo. But also you can't really argue with her. Everything she says about Bo is pretty dead on. Yeah. You know, she she basically, and this is a you know big motherhood thing, it's like she kind of had to stop existing as her powerful self to take care of this kid and in the end of it she maybe didn't get what she wanted out of it or what she thought she was going to get out of it yeah you know and to put that on him obviously is terrible but yeah is it all worth it if parker posey dies having sex with you (laughs) does it make a lot of it worth it well that that was that bo's only try he thought he was gonna have the heart attack so he comes out on top I'm really happy Bo got to like get off. That's not. That I mean, nice. she died right as it happened. Yeah, but at least he like got there. That was like a that small a win, right? That, that was, was a, a twist. You're thinking yeah. Bo is about to have a heart attack and die from ejaculation. 
His first ever. <laughs> Which seemed like that's where they would do, right? That felt like that it does was going to happen. Right? Yeah. What a great red herring. Like, are we going to kill him by orgasm? Again, while uh, Always Be My Baby is playing in the sex scene. Again, guys, you can laugh. It's fun. You know, it's like, it's funny. This is a funny scene. And but I also <laughs> really... Posey just frozen in mid... Uh, <laughs> Mid-hump. Hoist there. This was a performance, wow. man. We've been talking. I've been. I've been hitting all of our sex scenes lately. Yeah. I loved this sex scene. I loved this as it was a good real to see a sex modern scene, man. movie with a sex scene. Yeah, <laughs> I right? love this as a sex scene. I love Bo. Bo was ex- experiencing something new, man. This is the first joyful thing that has happened to him. Even though it is only like two minutes, and then it ends with a with a real bad trauma. Mm-hmm. He has not had a good. That run of two minutes, anywhere near that good. <laughs> that was definitely yeah, a highlight for him. Poker. I kept waiting for Parker Posey to turn on him, and I'm mm. so glad she didn't. I'm so glad they continued that thread, and I wasn't expecting her to die. No, but nobody was. I wasn't had... expecting a maid and a butler to come out and carry her frozen rigor mortis <laughs> corpse into a secret hallway. Did, <laughs> did she say she that Bo blew right through the condom? <laughs> It's been like a month since we saw it, but Parker Posey before dying saying that Bo <laughs> yeah. blew through the condom is <laughs> such a who's not laughing yeah, at this movie? Yeah, what a scene, man! <laughs> if a girl said that to you, it would be the it would be the best moment. You would remember that girl forever. It's such a good sex scene because it's hard to really capture funny in joke embarrassing moments in a sex scene. Everybody wants to have like, a cool sex scene, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Of course you want to have a cool sex scene, right? But some of the best real-life stuff in sex is like when your partner said something like dumb by accident. When you're both trying to be sexy and you accidentally say something stupid, and then it's like, oh, man, right. this is a thing. And this felt like that. <laughs> it felt like them working a bit. But having actual like kind of sweet sex, tough rope to walk. But Parker Posey's well, the she's goddess. the one to do it. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. The she's the best. She is so good. The only thing I knew about this movie going in was that it was three hours long, mm-hmm. and I thought it starred Joaquin Phoenix and Parker Posey. Oh yeah, that's the ad that I saw. Mm. So I thought I'm going into the new Parker Posey joint. <laughs> we get like six minutes yeah, of Parker Posey, one good scene, and it's all great. Mm-hmm. Her scenes with Bo are some of the best in the movie. And then he goes right into just the ultimate indignity of facing down his mom. And then it's, yeah, the big reveal is that mom's not dead. Who faked her death. Patty Lapone faked her To get Bo to come see her? That is such a mom move. I get that. It's a total my mom. (laughs) Yeah. I think she's done that before. Yeah. Yeah. You live like 20 minutes away. You don't need to fake your death. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. It's awful, mom. And then once we're in the penis monster, and once it's like, well, then it, yeah, then it like really does become like a. Are, is this just a dream? Are we just having yeah, a dream? Yeah, is he just messing with us? He's. We see a vision of. Uh, yeah, he he's been having a reoccurring dream throughout the movie where he sees himself fighting with his mom, and then she makes him go up into the attic, and he never hear from him again. So then we were like, oh, we're gonna see what's in the attic, right? And then. Oh my God! There's another him in the attic, like sure. Evil Bart. You know, <laughs> I thought it there. was going Evil Bart. Yeah. And then there's like a giant penis monster, and he, then he the, lost. He lost me at the puppet penis. He absolutely lost me there. I'm sorry. It, I don't care. It, am I? Too, it, it am I not funny. dumb enough for the joke? It wasn't am I being, funny. Am I too dumb? 
Everything else was funny. That wasn't funny. I felt like I... That's like kind of... So I like going to noise bands, you know? Right. I I love Wolf Eyes, and I love the noise they make. But sometimes Wolf Eyes has an opener where I'm like, am I the joke here? Mm -hmm. Like, are you guys making fun of me? Like, you see a couple guys with like like an electric rod hooked up to a frying pan, and it's just like, you're just kind of making feedback, aren't you? (laughs) I'm kind of the sucker in this one. And once he brought out the puppet penis, I was like, I'm the idiot, huh? Uh-huh. You bring out the penis at two hours and fifty minutes. Well, in. that's the other thing. That's the point in the in the movie where I'm going like, that's eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> All of it was one of those. It was like I was into it, into it, into it, and then it's like the mom just berating him for ten minutes was like, "Whew, this is, I'm starting to get kind of tired here." And this then and then as soon as you hit the penis monster, I'm like, I am exhausted. This movie exhausted me. Yeah, at that moment. And then he's got this whole other fantasy sequence where he's being judged in this giant arena by Richard Kind. <laughs> and I'm just, and at that point I was like, we're, I don't think we need this, do we? Yeah, we went off. We, we went off got them the rails, penis. man. Yeah. Yeah, once he's being judged in a boat in a giant, like, gladiator arena, man, we're really just doing money. We're, we're burning money naked in front of a fireplace at this yeah. point. And I, I mean, I kind of love it. I got to respect Again, it. Again, Got to respect that he did it. It's really weird. I love being was, that, that tired vibe is kind of a good way to watch this, right? I'm getting sleepy. The lids are getting heavy. You're leaning back in your recliner. It's 11. Yeah. You're out at, on a Wednesday or Thursday at I've, 11. I've been like out of icy for like two hours. I know. There, and there's no good spot to go get snacks because mm-hmm. it's constant new shit. Out. You never know who's going to show up and assault him. Mm-hmm. It's somebody new every two minutes. If you if you'd gone to get like a little snack pack and come back and miss the girl drinking paint, exactly, crucial. <laughs> All this stuff that happens to it. If I had missed him riding in a van, accidentally smoking PCP, those two girls were scarier than Denzel. They're so scary. That There's was nothing sc- scarier than a teenage girl. They didn't care about anything. Those girls don't believe in anything. God, I was scared by those teens driving a van. Mm-hmm. Never been more scared. <laughs> I'd rather Ethan Hawke show up in a black van. Exactly. <laughs> With balloons in the back that those two girls. What a hell ride. And there's nowhere to get away from this hell ride watching this in the theater. I was scared to check my phone. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't... I would lost all sense of time, and I didn't know if it was like 40 minutes in or like we're almost done. Exactly. I had no idea. Yeah. And, and I was loving that lost sense of time up until, yeah, the last 15, 20 minutes where it was just like, I'm feeling it now. I'm him having a, him having to like battle a penis. Yeah, felt like felt like I was being laughed at. Felt like I was a dupe. And you know what? I guess I'll get duped into it. <laughs> and if the next Ari Aster movie is three hours long, I'm gonna see it. Obviously, I'm guns to see it. Yeah. You know, if it's a sequel to this, I'm gonna yeah. insist. Yeah, of course. Give him more. <laughs> this hasn't stopped me from being like the next Ari Aster is a must watch in the theater. It. Has only reaffirmed that. It enforced that. that opinion. Yeah. yeah. This is the way this to is, experience this movie. Yeah. If nothing else, this is unlike really anything else you've seen. It's an art movie. It's a comedy. It's Joaquin Phoenix at his best, at his most pathetic, but very doing pathetic. it the best he can. I mean, can you say at, at his best, Joaquin Phoenix has just a career. Mm-hmm. This is such a guy that we could cover. You know? Oh, yeah. And... This is such a frustrating performance, but such a committed performance from him, right? This is not an easy role. How would this role read on paper? I know. I was thinking that too, a lot of this. It's like, how much of the ticks and the pauses and the... Uh, that yeah. he gives it, 
you know, yeah. Every it, pathetic doughy scripted. vibe that he gives this, I have no idea how much of that was on the paper because it feels impossible to put down on paper. Mm-hmm. He had to just be this poor guy the whole time, just being berated and dressed down and scared the whole time. And then, yeah, you're fighting a giant dick. Mm-hmm. Man, so that was, after all this, I'm like, man, I would do all that other stuff. I got to, like, stab this kind of, like, meet the feebles <laughs> dick. <laughs> it looked like a Ninja Turtle bad guy. Like, it was like like, <laughs> like the pizza monster and the dick monster. Yeah, you know? it looked like, like Pizza the Hut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. But, yeah, I hope his next movie is three hours. I love that this guy's making different movies every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved seeing it. But all kind of like exploring the same stuff. (laughs) You know, he's working through his issues. I love every director that gets a lot of money to spend working out his issues. Mm -hmm. I get to see it. I get to see it in a room of confused people. That's movies. I love that we built up a month of doing this. It's a movie that I have <laughs> thought about that, during this month. Exactly, I have too. It's it's a thinker. And, I still uh, don't. I still don't know about it. I still don't know. But I'm still thinking about it way more than every you know most other movies I've seen this year. That's right? how I feel. Yeah, I'm like I like like nine tenths of this movie, but then at the end of the movie, I was walking away going like I don't know if I like that movie. I know. It's such a head scratcher that way that it's just like, yeah. how could you like this movie? When am I, I going to watch this? Right? This you think you're going to see it again? I, th- I think I want to see it again. I do want to watch it at some point again. Yeah. Um, but I don't I know don't, how quick I'll be to see it again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming to streaming or anything. It, it's. I don't think it's in theaters right now. This here is all anymore, based so. off hazy memories of us seeing it a month ago, and a lot has stuck. It's just a, a lot movie stuck. with that's true. Inspired by nothing. This is a guy just throwing or all everything. his ideas. Or yeah, this is just all of his ideas. <laughs> it's up a kitchen there. sink of a movie here. You should see Bo is Afraid. Carve out a couple evenings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's take, the great. Take half a day off of work. Here's the greatest thing about the theater is I would have been too attempt- tempted to be like, I'm gonna be pausing this one to step outside. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down and make a drink. I'm gonna. The fact that I just had to stay there. Well, yeah, just and it's ride it out. Like you say, it's such an assault all the time. Uh, that, yeah, it's almost cheating if you get to take a break during this movie. Totally. You really should have to be almost forced to watch <laughs> this movie in one sitting yeah. until you're so exasperated at the end that you, like Bo, just fucking explode, and yeah. that's it. I can't promise that you'll be into empty. it, but the way to, to experience it is to make yourself endure it. I think so. you got to go through the straight three hours. I, honestly, yeah. you got to hold it in. Don't even take a bathroom break. Yeah. Sit I had to there. hold it. It felt terrible. <laughs> it sucked. It just made... It's, I'm the, still suffering. The uncomfortableness is part of the experience. Mm-hmm. You make yourself I suffer. I think so. I think that is the whole point of I this, right? I think that's right? true. Is that all we're doing here? Guys are just making suffering movies. This is this is us uh, doing our like. Oh, you haven't seen Bo's Afraid. Oh, you didn't sit through Bo's Afraid. You didn't sit through that. I sat there through that before Bo's Afraid, and then there's after. <laughs> oh, you haven't done that. <laughs> it came to this. It did. I don't know when this movie's going to be out. I don't know of anybody in my personal life that I would actively recommend it to. But if somebody was interested in seeing it, mm-hmm. I would very much encourage them to. There you go. It should be seen. You might hate it. I might hate it. We'll see. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening, and good night.